0: They scored within four seconds there. That's how quickly that changes now. Now it puts the pressure on the Jazz to score once again. Jordan with 43. Malone is doubled. They swat at it and steal it. Here comes Chicago. 17 seconds. 17 seconds from Game 7 or from Championship Number 6. Jordan open. Chicago with the lead! Timeout Utah, 5.2 seconds left, Michael Jordan running on fumes with 45 points. How's everybody doing? Thank you for tuning in to the Lost Art Podcast. My name is Drew and I am your host. On this week's episode, I sit down with former JBA point guard Niles Malone as we discuss his time in the JBA league and also the route he took to get there also talk a little bit about the Boston Celtics and the, the turmoil that seems to be brewing over there, LeBron's injury update, and also about the second return of the NBA All-Star ballot and, and what I think about it. But first... ah, uh, yo...
1: Had to get my, had to get my, had to get my numbers up Last time wasn't enough, so I had to double up They was never down for me till they see me coming up Now they won't be one of us Cause I got
0: the city jumping like a double dutch
1: Shorty looking like she got a tummy tuck
0: and a Before I jump straight into the conversation I have with Niles I just want to give you guys a brief little introduction about who he is And, you know, how he made it to where he was Um Niles is originally from West Oakland, California He played basketball at Berkeley High School, that's where he kind of got his name at. Um, he led his team to the state championship in his senior year. He played a little bit of college ball before he he decided to join the JBA. Um, right now, he's currently, from what he told me, um, he's currently, you know, working out, getting ready for the G League. Um, he's going to try out for a couple of teams there, or also possibly consider going overseas. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to jump right into the conversation I had with him. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. All right, um, we got Niles here. Thank you for coming on to my podcast. I appreciate you. Uh, I was thinking about you know having somebody from Oakland for, for my first guest, and he was like you know one of the first people I thought of. So yeah, once again, thank you for you know taking the time out and, and coming on. I've got a couple questions to ask you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna start out in the beginning, just um, you know, just tell me tell me a little bit. You know, tell us a little bit about. You know, your hoop career, uh, I guess you can start from, like you know, high school. Uh, and then h- how'd you end up uh, in a JBA? All
1: right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start from freshman year Then I went to El Cerrito High, and uh, I played JV there, played VAR. But it was some little uh, drama between the coaches and me up there. So I transferred to Berkeley High uh, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't getting hella burned my sophomore year. But I just kept playing. This uh, junior year, I started, and uh, we had made the playoffs and did all that. And then senior year, it was kind of like my team, so I really got to
0: do whatever I wanted to. Yeah. And uh, I was starting every game. Took BI to the uh, state championship. They ain't been there since like nineteen fifteen, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't
1: been there in a hundred years. And we had went to state, and then. Uh, Bro, honestly, I was up at JC after I graduated. Or, matter of fact, I went to CSUN first. Yeah,
0: and that's where y'all yeah, met you at CSUN, yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to be hooping up
1: there, but the coaches was acting stupid like I didn't normally do. So, I just was going to school up there. So, I'm like, man, I'm trying to hoop somewhere. I got to go hoop. So, I came back home, and I went to De Anza College in San Jose. And I was mm-hmm. playing for the hoop team up there, but... Bro, that that team was trash. (laughs) It was starting to make me like not even want to hoop no more. They were so weak, and the coaches was playing dudes over me just on the strength that they was older. I'd be serving everybody in practice, but if you if you a young dude, it don't even really matter, bro. Yeah. So I'm like, middle of practice one day, I'm like, you know what, bro? I just walked out of practice, got all my stuff out the locker room and cut. I'm like, bro, I'm done. Wow. And then uh, bro, I was at the crib for a few weeks trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. And my brother JG had sent me a, a, a tweet on Twitter when LeVar had first announced he was going to have the little JBA tryout. Yeah. And he was like, bro, you should sign up for this. He was like, this could be a good look. This could get you where you're trying to go faster than, than the route going like through college and
0: stuff. Yeah, thanks.
1: So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just see. I ain't got nothing to lose. So I signed up that you that's in like april so i'm in va- i'm on vacation in like may in vegas and i forgot they even, i even signed up for that they called me like the day i was supposed to come back from vegas to come home and they was like yeah we got tryouts uh you should come through so i'm like damn i ain't even had no hoop shoes i had to go to caesar's palace go get me some little hoop shoes <laughs> and we drove up to the tryout and uh Try it out. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even think I was gonna make it because I ain't even hoop for like
0: two weeks yeah. before that. So I'm like, bro, I ain't even finna make
1: it. I came up in there serving. Levar talking about him. Like, I need him. <laughs>
0: nah,
1: but bro, yeah, that's really how I started though. Okay. My brother
0: had put me on. Yeah. So uh, so out of high school, like you didn't have like offers and stuff like that. Bro,
1: I didn't know I had offers until I got to seesun. Because Coach DeLuca, my senior year coach, I had interest from, like, Chico State. I had Cal talking to him about me. I had hella little opportunities, but I didn't even know. Yeah. You feel me? He snaked me on that, but it's, in the end, I still came up,
0: though. Nah, for real. So, when you was, um, so when you played, you know, for the JBA and everything, you was living with the, the ball family, right?
1: Yeah, like, before the season, like, uh... Like, May, actually, yeah, it was like May. Like, after the trial. it was like three weeks after the trial. I was at my partner house, and Lavar had called my phone talking about, uh, is this Niles? And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> He's talking about this Lavar Ball. I'm like,
0: what? That's crazy. I'm
1: like, how you get
0: my phone?
1: <laughs> Bro, talking about, we, we trying to fly you out. We think you got a lot of potential. We trying to fly you out to come train with me and the boys uh, before the season. So, the season started, like, the end of June. So, I was at... LaVar in them house for, like, a month
0: straight. Was like, it just you, or was it, like, like everybody else, too?
1: No, nah, he flew out, like, four dudes. It was me and three other dudes that he uh,
0: thought had, like, lead potential. Yeah. And he was, like, he flew all us out.
1: And I remember the first day I got to his crib, bro, that was, like, the craziest feeling. Because I'm, like, I just went from watching these dudes on YouTube man. to in a crib.
0: That's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> man, stuff be
1: happening too
0: fast. Man, crazy. What, um... So how is LaVar? You know, like, a lot of people always, you know, the the speculation and stuff on Twitter, and, you know, people got, like, their opinions about him. Uh, like, like, what's your opinion on him? Like, you know, how is he? I'm pretty sure he's, you know, cool towards you, but, you know, what you got to say about him? Yeah, I
1: ain't going to lie. LaVar, he a solid dude, regardless of what the media going to say about him. They're going to speak on somebody who's trying to do their thing, regardless. Yeah. Honestly, bro, he a solid dude. Like, he hella funny, too, <laughs> Like he be having us on their neck, but when it come to basketball, he did not be playing about
0: that. Yeah, yeah, you see like the little clips and stuff of him like on the on the sideline, you know, cussing his, his players out, cussing his sons out and stuff. Like he was the same way.
1: Yeah, he didn't shoot us out a bunch of times, like, cause he treat everybody that he bring into his house like his son.
0: Yeah, you know I mean? so that's real though. We, we had that type of relationship, but he just want the best out of everybody. Yeah. If he he sees
1: potential in us. You he just trying to push us.
0: To where we trying to get to. Yeah. So. I, and I remember, I was just thinking about it right now. You remember that uh, remember that clip on, I think it was like all over YouTube or Twitter or one of that, or maybe it was on the show, but when, when Lonzo came to y'all practice and was like, like talking to y'all about, uh, you know, like playing with Pride for LA and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, You was there, right? Yeah. Was that like weird seeing him or was it like, like, had you already seen him before that and everything? <laughs> Bro, I was spending night at that man' crib. Like, that wasn't even weird. I just ain't expecting him to come. Yeah. Cause I thought he was at the uh,
1: training facility, and him and Demo and Jello flew out and surprised us, cause we had uh, just lost two games before that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so and that, that's why he came right to like give y'all like a pep yeah. talk or whatever. Yeah, he gave us a pep talk for sure. We needed that though. I yeah. Ain't gonna lie, cause we we came out serving like back to back games, and then we lost two in a row. I mean, and we supposed to be like the the Warriors of the league. So nah, we facts. can't first. Just losing to people that we not supposed to be losing to. Yeah. And, so he was like, bro, y'all got to tighten up. He was like, We not finna just keep paying y'all if y'all out here are throwing the games off, not doing my nothing. Mama. He was like, dude's
1: gonna start getting cut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the other the other brothers? Like, you know, uh, Jello and, and and uh Mello, like how are they? Like, you know, he's cool with them and everything? Yeah, them them
1: really my partners to this day. I ain't gonna
0: lie. That's I real. could call them at any time and they gonna answer. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie, when I first
1: came to that crib, they wasn't really, I wasn't really talking to them like that, you feel me? Yeah. Off the if you don't know nobody, you are not finna just start talking to them. Yeah. But they started warming up, like, bruh, no, we cool, we ain't even like
0: that, you feel me? <laughs> and they really was like, you feel me? hella cool, so yeah. I like, yeah, I
1: really messed with y'all. I thought they was just, you feel me, some old stuck-up kids. <laughs> nah, they don't even be acting like that.
0: Man. So what? So uh, we can go back to basketball a little bit. Um, so y'all won the championship, right? Yeah. All right. So who would y'all play in the championship? Uh, we played the Seattle Ballers. Okay, and uh, what was the score? You remember? Uh, I don't
1: remember the score, but I know we won by
0: eleven. Okay. Okay. For sure. All right. So um, after that wrapped up, you know, um, I did see you was talking a little bit like on Twitter about, um, like possibly going to the G League. Uh, is that like your next, you know, your next step or whatever?
1: Yeah, that's my next step for sure. I'm uh the G League trials is in like August, like August twenty fifth through September, something like the end of September. So from 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 now to like then, I'm just training pretty much, just getting ready for them trials.
0: Where uh where at where the trials at?
1: Uh, I'm gonna try out for the Stockton Kings to okay. the, uh, Sacramento team, and then I'm gonna try out for the uh the Clippers team.
0: Okay, for sure. I don't even
1: know their name, but. And the Chicago team,
0: Chicago. Um, so, do you have to like, like, you got, like, you already signed up and everything, or are you just like planning on doing that? No,
1: nah, you, they don't even have all that together yet,
0: because they still in season. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the, uh, paperwork and stuff, but i seen like last year's, uh, like paperwork and stuff. You could go online and just sign up. Okay. And then once you pay like the little
1: fee, you just show up to
0: the tryouts. Okay, for sure. All right. Um, so what about like like let's say that and work out? Would would you like have you thought about overseas or like has that came up or anything or nah? Yeah, I thought
1: about overseas. If anything, that's gonna be the next option. If the G League route don't work,
0: yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna give me an agent and go overseas. Okay, that's real. Yeah.
1: And just see what I could do from there. But honestly, I'm just trying to hoop, so it nah, really
0: doesn't matter do real. to me. I ain't gonna lie. Nah, so you like think about like like specific countries or is it just like wherever, like wherever wherever you can hoop at?
1: Uh, really, wherever I could hoop at, but then again, if it's somewhere, like, you feel me, where the the culture is a little too different or it's a little
0: too far, I might
1: got to pass on that.
0: Yeah, I feel it. It really all depends. Yeah, I feel it, I feel it. All right, well, my last question, uh, have you heard, like, anything about, you know, like a JBA season two, like, would you consider doing that, you know, is that something that's been discussed? I don't really see nothing, you know, about it.
1: Yeah, I ain't really heard nothing about the JBA season coming back, but I've just been hearing a lot of rumors that that is over. You
0: know, like, Miller uh, and Joe's uh, song. Yeah, that's so true. All the,
1: all the ratings and stuff is going down. It's pretty much like they losing money.
0: Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I feel them on that part, but it's just they got so many kids out of college and just stuff like that. Now you can't even get your eligibility. You feel me? You didn't. Yeah, you um, used it already until huh, you got paid. Yeah, you
1: messed all that up just for this one year. They yeah. cut it, but Honestly, reality just hit. You. you either gonna
0: make a move or keep dwelling on it. Nah, yeah, for real. That's a, that's cool though. That's a cool little like you know, little experience. Even if like let's say it do never come back, you know, like you got to do something especially you know, the if, if it is the only season that you still is like the, the only you the on, like, you know, one of the only people to do it, you know, that's still like a cool little like you know, to just to say say you was able to do something, to say you was able to get paid to hoop you gotta end up getting the, a car right too from winning. Man. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, you can't, you can't really complain about that, that's, that's like, that's, that's like, like, just a blessing in itself, just a good opportunity.
1: Blessing for sure, because before that, bro, I was
0: depressed down bad, like, Man. it
1: just came so quick, I'm like, boy, I'm so thankful
0: for that. Yeah, and bro, so, one year. what was the span of that, like, uh, like, what was the span of that, you know, all, like, from the beginning to the end, like, it wasn't even a year, right? It wasn't
1: even a year, it was like, four and a half months.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Man,
0: that fast Everything he went up. Well, shoot! Like, man, that's crazy. But like, you know, I appreciate you for you know taking the time out, uh, you know, to to come on my podcast and everything. I'm gonna probably put this out on Sunday. Um, yeah, this is all good. yeah, you're welcome to come back. You know, anytime. If I like, you know, maybe down the road, if you want to, you know, come back and talk about, it, you know, once you do, you know, get to that G League or or get overseas or something, you're welcome to come back. But. Um, you don't have any, you know, any other questions? I'm, I'm gonna let you go. Like, um, you know, I I'll probably, you know, see you, see you in the future. Uh, I was home for a little bit over the over this little Christmas break, but I didn't even get a chance to hoop. So, I mean, I I hit you up or whatever. But yeah, like I said, I, I appreciate you for, for stopping by. Yeah, I appreciate you too, bro. Sure, all right, bro. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, for those who don't know, I met Niles um, when I was at CSUN. I'm currently a senior at CSUN. I believe it was two years ago. Um, you know, just met him in the gym, met him through a mutual friend. And, um, and of course, you know, everybody from Oakland kind of knows each other um, at that school. So, you know, we instantly uh, clicked. He's a, he's a cool dude, though. I'm glad he stopped by. You know, I wish him all the luck. Um, you know, and as I mentioned before, you know, I plan on having him on again for the future. But let me go ahead and dive into the NBA. Um, and you know the topics I wanted to discuss. For it, it was kind of a light week for the NBA. No big news. Um, that's kind of like, you know, where I am today. Where I'm, I'm was kind of looking for, um, you know, just looking for some things to discuss and, you know, some maybe some new information you guys hadn't heard about, or you know, to give my opinions. Um, and a, a couple of storylines that that kind of stuck out to me was the LeBron. Um, he didn't get cleared to play. Um, he kind of got a. I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it a setback, but they did say that he's increased his activity on the basketball court. He started to work out more, um, which is a good sign. But he won't be updated again until January sixteenth. And, and that's a couple people in my timeline that, um, you know, kind of panicking a little bit. But for the most part, a lot of people, a lot of Lakers fans that I follow, they didn't really, didn't really think it was a big deal, and it was kind of weird to me because if I remember correctly, the original. Projected injury. Um, it wasn't that long, and I I don't know if you want to call this a setback. I don't, I don't know, but um, the original one I know it wasn't like you know supposed to be this long. But you know at the same time you, you want LeBron to be as healthy as possible, so you know reevaluating him in a couple of weeks isn't a big deal. I feel like it won't become a really big deal unless he has like a you know like a, a major setback. But I can see where the little bit of the the skepticism or, like, the worry comes from from Laker fans. You know, we kind of just came off that that Kobe situation where he was, you know, hanging on for dear life in his last couple years with that Achilles injury. And, um, you know, the last thing we want is LeBron to, you know, go down the same route. Um, Like I said, I don't think it's going to get there. But there's cause for concern from some fans where, you know, aging superstar, um, you know, father time is, ultimately undefeated. You know, LeBron and, you know, you can throw Kobe in there, too, Are kind of the, those guys where they never got hurt, and especially LeBron. Kobe, you know, he had his knicks and everything, but he was always, um, you can always expect him to play. You know, he, he won a championship with a broken pinky. You know, he was always that guy. LeBron, on the other hand, has basically never been hurt. He's like a superhero in a, in a, in a way, you know, like a robot, where, um, you know, he, he rolls an ankle and kind of walks it off or, you know, something like that. So seeing him grow, go down with um injury for uh you know a certain amount of time is something that we've never seen before um and also um you know it's just like with with the with the young guys struggling um you know with ingram and lonzo and, and kuzma to some extent struggling and then rondo out um you know it, it's kind of just, it, it just it's a scary time in la but it's also like a you know, calm down. It's not that big a deal. You know, when LeBron comes back, everything will be okay type of thing, too. So uh, I can get the arguments for both sides. I did see um, tweet on my timeline from um, Scoop B, um, at Scoop B, Brandon Robinson. I don't know how reliable he is or how credible he is, but, I mean, you know, he got a blue check. Um, he seems to know a little bit about the, the ins and outs of the NBA. But um, this is what he tweeted out on... December, oh sorry, January 11th, um, said, Los Angeles Lakers LeBron James' injury is more complex than what has been initially reported, I'm told. Per Lakers source, LeBron could rush back and return at the end of January, but he could very well be out until the end of February or even longer. So when I saw this tweet, um, again, I, I didn't really put too much stock into it, but I mean, he could be right. Um, you know, Woes or, or Shams, you know, they they didn't tweet anything out. So that's kind of like the, the go-to guys in the NBA. But, I mean, you know, you never know. You never know these type of things. So and I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron set out for that long. Like I said, he's, he's getting old. He, I'm pretty sure he's not going to come back before 100%. Like, I can't fathom him coming back at like 80% or something like that. He might just set out, set out until then. Um, so like I said, you can... You can see a little bit of the worries and, and see the cracks starting to you know show up in LeBron's armor. But again, like I mentioned, I personally don't think it's a big deal. But there's a lot of you know rumors and grumblings going on around the NBA um, regarding this topic. So it'll be interesting to just something to pay attention to and you know keep your ears to the ground about um, LeBron and you know uh, when he eventually gonna come back. Um, to me, if he doesn't come back until the end of february we're we're not making the playoffs this this team is is not built for that type of sustained run without, without him they're barely hanging on now i believe they're hanging around 500 maybe like you know 4 and 6 4 and 5 something like that without lebron um so and, and i know the schedule it does heat up um pretty soon so if we don't have LeBron back by then, I can see us dropping out of the playoffs and it'd basically be a failed first year with LeBron. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, let's hope he's back soon. Um, but that's that's it, you know, regarding LeBron. There's not really uh, much else to say about that. But a former teammate of LeBron, you guys might have heard of him, uh, goes by the name of Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, There's a lot of interesting things going on in Boston. Um, they've just lost two in a row. Um, let me pull up the game, because I know they lost today, um, you know, last second, buzzer beater, uh, Jason Tatum got, like, a fadeaway shot, a pretty good shot, you know, for who he is, but, you know, uh, it seems like Kyrie wanted the ball in that situation, uh, he lined up, uh, he started out, you know, the inbounds play um, in the backcourt, and then he, it looked like he was supposed to maybe get, like, a, a pick from Horford to come get the ball, but the ball ended up, um, Gordon Hayward ended up throwing the ball into Jason Tatum, who took a fadeaway too, and they had lost, um... And they lost to the Magic, which is a little weird. It's been a bad matchup for them over the years. But, yeah, they did lose to the Magic, 105-103 in regulation. And then before that, they lost. Let me pull up this because I want to get the team. But they lost before, um, the game before also. And, oh, yeah, to Miami. And they got blew out by Miami. Um, Lost by 16 points. Uh, They didn't even crack 100 points. And it kind of was like... A little weird to see, you know, uh, Boston is supposed to be one of those um, dominant teams. And this season, they really haven't been dominant. Uh, I want to say they're the fifth seed this year. They haven't really, um, yeah, they're the fifth seed behind Toronto, Milwaukee, Indiana, and Philly. And I personally expected them to be a top two seed. Um, uh, They have a lot of talent, but I think it might be one of those cases where there's uh, like too many cooks in the kitchen, you know. Jalen Brown is struggling, Rozier is struggling. Kyrie's Kyrie, uh, Horford, um, his numbers aren't great, but he's never really been like a numbers guy. Hor- Horford's kind of, you know, one of those guys where you don't really look at the box score to determine how good of a game he, uh, he he's played. Um, I know Smart's been doing good things. Tatum is about the same as last year. I mean, it's kind of he's kind of taking like a different role this year. Um, he's not really like that go to perimeter scorer for him. That, that 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 belongs to Kyrie. But Kyrie's having like a career year and efficiency across the board, and you know, um, you know, it's not like. It's the end of times over there. They're still a really good team, but with these two losses back to back to two teams that they shouldn't kind of shouldn't really be losing to, um, you can see the frustration um, going on. Um, in the game against Miami, there was an argument between Marcus Morris and Jalen Brown. You couldn't see what they were saying, but a, a Twitter video surfaced, and they were on the sidelines. Um, they were on the sidelines like, arguing they had to be separated by Marcus Smart of all people, um, stepped in between them, but, yeah, um, you can, you know, you can kind of see a little bit of turmoil happening there, um, again, you no, know, we don't know what it's about, you know, fights on the court, um, aren't common, but, you know, disagreements between key- teammates are, are pretty common, but then today, after that game-winning shot, I mean, yeah, game-winning shot that Tatum missed, you can see Kyrie, um, he was a little mad, he didn't want to, he didn't want to just like let it go um he walked up to to Gordon Hayward he had like a conversation with him after like an animated conversation um and also he um before that when they were looked like they were drawing up the play um on the sideline you can see that It looked like Kyrie wasn't really um okay with the play that Brad Stevens was drawing up maybe um you know maybe the play was designed not to get on the ball and he wanted it maybe that's why he was mad or i don't know but you can see he's a little frustrated um and Kyrie's one of those guys where he won't really tell you what he's thinking um normally um he was pretty candid in the, the interview after i'm gonna uh, bring that bring those quotes up for you guys but um for the most part he's like this you know flat earther kind of the world the universe is connected type of guy um but today, he, he did like I mentioned, he did give some like pretty candid quotes. Um, so this is according to Keith Smith um, NBA, um, at Keith Smith NBA, um, contributor to Yahoo Sports. So he said, Kyrie Irving had a lot to say post-game, but what stood out was, and this is in quotations, the young guys don't know what it takes to be a championship-level team, what it takes every day. And to think it's hard now, what do you think would it would be like when, when they're trying to get to the finals? And he continued with, there are no expectations last year. There were no expectations last year, sorry. Everyone played free and easy. Everyone surpassed whatever they expected for themselves. This year, we all have high expectations. The players, the coaches, everyone. And that's good, but we aren't doing it. And then he ended with, we can get there. We've got to get better. I've got to be better. We need to win these games on the road. That's on me as the leader. I need to be a better leader and help us get there. So Kyrie did take some blame for it, but overall he kinda took a couple couple shots, um, you know, at, at the at the the team. Um, not you know, he didn't really say anything negative, but he basically just said, like, you know, last year you guys were playing free, nobody expected you to do anything, you snuck up on people. This year they got a little bit of tape on you guys. You know, you, you don't get to just go out and, and do the same thing as last year, which I kinda think is why Rozier and Jalen Brown are struggling so much. Um, not only aren't they not getting a lot of minutes, you know, they got a decreased role this year, but it's not they haven't adjusted to, you know, teams got tape on them. You know, after the summer of studying, teams take away your tendencies, and you have to be able to react to that. And Rosier and Tatum are not doing, I mean, sorry, Rosier and Brown aren't doing a good job. Um, but, and Kyrie's kind of calling his team out too, you know. This can be one of those things where, you know, the, the Celtics rip off 10 straight, and we look back and we're like, oh, like, you know, thanks, Kyrie. Or it can be one of those things where, People start getting traded and, you know, guys get more mad and, you know, with these situations, you never know. But uh, Kyrie isn't wrong. Um, normally, like, you know, last week I talked about Jimmy Butler not being wrong. I'm normally on the side of the, the leader stepping up and saying something that's kind of like, in my opinion, their job. They don't always have to talk to the media, but, you know, sometimes that, uh, that's what it takes. It's on the leader to know, you know, what his team takes. What's gonna take for his team to to step up? Um, I don't think like you know players like Horford or anything they're ready, but the young guys, he's right. There, it's not that easy. You know, it's not gonna be a cakewalk. Um, he's he's basically calling them out and saying you know you you gotta be ready because to win a championship, as he knows it is not easy. You know, he got the luxury of playing on LeBron, but he did play a big part in the championship. Um, he hit the big shot over Curry, and he's been to the finals. Twice, you know, three times, but uh, he, he didn't he didn't play in the first one. But he's been to the finals, played in the finals twice, and he, he knows how hard it is. Um, so, again, this can be one of those things where, you know, is this the end? Is this the beginning of something great? Um, you know, you, you just kind of don't know. And you, you hope that um, that this is just something that, you know, not a big deal. And, and as we all know, Kyrie is not signed to the Celtics at the end of this season. You know, he has every right in the world to just walk and if i had a prediction if they don't make the finals uh, or if they don't make the eastern conference finals i say i I don't he i'm not gonna say i don't think he's coming back but he could just walk and then maybe the celtics you know they decide to move forward with rosier or something like that but you know go to new york go to the knicks and and ball out there um what is i guess his own team again a fresh new start or something but yeah, that would be interesting to just see because he hasn't been given his long-term contract. He's eligible for a, a, a max extension, which he's going to get this summer from one team or another. Um, so, it, it's kind of walking on 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 thin on ice, you know. Um, do the Celtics care? You know, does Danny Ainge really, really care about Kyrie that much? I don't know. Um, he's been pretty, like, pretty cold-blooded in the past. You know, traded Paul Pierce. Um traded Isaiah Thomas after he you know played in that game where his sister passed away and he dropped the 50 you know he's kind of like he has like a bottom line kind of guy where the, the team success matters and you know chemistry is something that that's that's important especially you know to his to his team um, to him so it'll be you know something to just keep an eye out for and you know maybe next week I'll come on and the Celtics will be fine but you know just pay attention to that and um You know, let let me know you guys' opinions on that also. You know, do you think this is going to be the the last run for Kyrie? Or is this, you know, some type of, you know, motivational speech that the Celtics needed? As I mentioned before, um, I'm going to go ahead and discuss the the All-Star ballot. And, you know, just a little bit about uh, what I think about it and who I believe should be um, considered. Or who I think should be, you know, starting at least. Um, That's all we're voting for. But on the West, i will just start from the, the front court. The top three vote uh vote getters, which is basically how they're going to determine it. Um, so the top two guards and then the top three f- front court players are going to be um, the starters. So in the West, you got LeBron James number one, Luka Doncic number two, Paul George number three, um, and then Kevin Durant is a distant four right now. Um, not too far behind Paul George, about a hundred thousand votes behind, but he is behind. but like a lot of that has to do because he plays with um Golden State. A lot of people don't like him, but um. Yeah, he's number four now. So those would be the starters: LeBron, Luca, and Paul George. And then for the guards out west, it would be Stephen Curry and Derrick Rose. Uh, and then number three will be James Harden. And I feel like he's gonna suffer from the same thing as KD. A lot of people don't like his game. Uh, I think that's a little messed up. But you know, the All Star game isn't that big a deal. But you know, it is nice to see the the guys who are playing at high levels get rewarded for it. Um. And I feel like if this isn't evidence to kind of get rid of that, um, you know, the fan voting, obviously we don't know what we're doing um, because there's no way Doncic or Derrick Rose should be starting the All-Star game this year. I'm sorry. Um, They're both good players, especially Derrick Rose, you know, having kind of a comeback season. And Doncic is, like I mentioned before on my last episode, I I love him. He's one of my, probably my favorite three, four players in the NBA right now um, as a rookie. And he's one of, let me see, one, two, three... Four, five, six players to have two million votes. So I don't think he's gonna drop from that spot. Um, luckily, the fans don't a hundred percent determine. You know who gets to start. They have like a like a twenty percent um impact on it or thirty percent. I forgot the number for it, but they they don't have a hundred percent. That's the main thing. Um, at, like in the past, it was the fans decide the starters So I don't think Doncic is gonna get that starting spot. Um. It is interesting to see, though, Paul George, number three, and then uh, Anthony Davis all the way down to number five. Um, and I feel like it's a little unfair to see Jokic, you know, but I guess it's just the market. But Jokic is all the way down to number seven. He doesn't even have a million votes yet, um, despite him having the number one seed in the Western Conference this year. I feel like that's a little messed up. But, you know, playing in Denver, he probably just doesn't have much fans. Um, so we're going to see how the coaches kind of, um, you know, right the ship a little bit on that. Um, and then, you know, West, um, you know, like I said, James Harden, third, Westbrook, four, Clay, five. Uh, nothing surprising there. Um, Lonzo uh, cracked the top 10, uh, number eight, you know, for 500,000 votes. And also Kyle Kuzma, actually, I forgot to mention that. Uh, number eight also, with around 500,000 votes. Uh, so this is a little, a little interesting to see. And then Out East, so the front court, the three stars right now Giannis, Kawhi, and Joel Embiid. I have no complaints there. Um, and then guards. Kyrie Irving and then Dwayne Wade. Um, I got a little bit of a gripe with that just because D-Wade doesn't deserve it. I do understand like the, the legend thing, you know, Kobe got it. Um, D-Wade, you know, playing this last season might might get that starting spot. But at the same time, I don't know. I would give him a starting spot, you know, make make him come off the bench. Um, you know, give him a little bit of accolades and rewards and, you know, stand ovation and everything. But th- he doesn't have any business been out there. Um it kinda sucks for somebody's gonna get snub because of him. Um but, you know, like I mentioned before the All Star game's not like that big a deal. But uh some guys are deserving, um, you know, down at the bottom and, and they might not get a shot. Um if I had to, you know, switch it up a little bit. I think Kyrie and Kimba should be starting. Uh, Kimba's playing out of his mind, um, having a ridiculous season. Uh, so yeah, I would start Kyrie and Kimba. And then like I said, you know, bring D-Wade off the bench. Um, and then you know, the Giannis, Kawhi, Joel Embiid, um, I have no arguments with that. Uh, the best three players probably in the Eastern Conference. And um, you know the best two front court players by far. And then on West, I would start Stephen Curry and James Harden. Uh, I don't think there's any other arguments for that. Um, they're both playing like head and shoulders above everybody, every other guard out West. And then front court for the West, I would do LeBron. Hmm. I want to say, yeah, Paul George. Uh, this one's a little tougher. It's kind of hard to leave somebody out because I, I was on Twitter, um, you know, pioneering for having... Jokic starting. I think he deserves to start. So I think I'll do LeBron and Jokic, 100% guaranteed. And then that last one is kind of a toss-up between Paul George and Katie. Uh, Katie's missed some games. Uh, Paul George playing at an MVP level. I would have him above Kevin Durant if I was like had an MVP ballot today. Um, I would have Paul George above him. Um, so, you know, that, that can go either way. Uh, I don't really have, like, a big argument for either side. I can see it going either way. But to me, LeBron and, and Jokic should be the, the number one and number two um lebron because he's lebron james i mean you know yeah (laughs) there's nothing else to say about that and then Jokic, like i said number one seed they don't even have a second star um a lot of people argue with me that that uh anthony davis should somehow be starting over him but like i I don't agree with that i've had my you know arguments against ad all year um starting with my first episode saying that uh, he shouldn't be even considered a top five player um and my argument is like when you look at the Nuggets roster, they don't have like a second star or a third star to have like Jokic and the, some role players and some shooters and some slashers. And that's it. And they're the number one seed. And I don't think Anthony Davis would be able to do the same thing if you were to just switch them, switch teams. I don't think Anthony Davis's Nuggets would be better than Jokic's Nuggets, um, if that makes sense. Um, but like I said, you know, um, this week was a little bit of a light week when it came to the NBA um i do appreciate you guys for you know taking the time out of your day to give me a listen as always any ratings um you know don't forget to, to leave a rating leave a comment um follow me on twitter at nba young drew you know if you want to just you know chat basketball or argue with me or send me some you know topics for future episodes but um once again thank you guys for tuning in to the lost art podcast my name is drew until next time
1: Ah, uh, yo had to get my, head to get my, had to get my numbers up Last time was enough, so I had to double up They was never down for me till they see me coming up Now they want not be one of us Cause I got the city jumping like a double dutch Shorty looking like she got a tummy tuck And a butt shot, the way that thing poke out You know you know now